is Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. News time now. Sean's here with the news. That's right. A big wind farm project approved for Virginia Beach. A daytime closure on the interstate tomorrow. And imagine you had the world record and then you didn't. News brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and More. They're thankful for your for our community. Black Friday and Small Business Saturday feature the biggest sales of the year. Purchase $100 in gift cards and get a $20 gift card just for you for locals by locals. Uh, locally, a Virginia con- congressman want the federal government to look into thousands of Virginians who we talked about previously were mistakenly purged from voter rolls. Whoops. Uh, yep, Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, along with several House of Representatives members, signed a letter to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland asking for an investigation. Uh, Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin said that nearly 3,400 eligible voters were taken off the rolls because of a computer error. Uh, that the Virginia Department of Elections is working right now to try and right that wrong before Election Day, but they are running out of time considering that it's six days away. So, uh, yeah. a, a, In Virginia Beach, a power company's plan for a big offshore wind farm has been approved by the federal government after the Biden administration evaluated the project's potential impact on the environment. Dominion Energy received what was called a favorable record of decision which means they can go ahead with it. The agency considered efforts to minimize effects on marine life, such as, uh, I guess, an issue around here is the North Atlantic right whale, which... Ah, we don't want them to run into the uh, wind farm tower. That's a thing. We have to worry about them running right into it. Well, or something. Something, however it's going to affect them. Look, sea life is sensitive to vibration. These things give off vibration. Right. This is not going to, they're going to know that this is happening. And Very it's true. happening in a big way. It's, it, they make noise. Yep. Near the water, they do. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, that it's, it's, it, it's going to have some impact. Oh, for sure. There's uh, two pilot like turbines that are yeah. already set up, and they've been yeah. there since 2020. So they've kind of been basing so some that, of their info off okay. of that. Okay. Yeah, know, yeah. Just to kind of test not it out. Not that things can't adapt. Don't misunderstand. Right. Exactly uh, right. We, we also need electricity. I'm yeah. down. That's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I know there's a lot of people with uh, four and five million dollar houses that don't want to look out at wind farms. Right. Well, if it makes anybody <laughs> feel better. But still, I don't care about them because that's not me. They're still going to have to put together <laughs> the construction plans and how yeah, they're yeah. going to operate and send right. all that in to get approved as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Dominion says they're going to build 176 more turbines. On more than twenty mile or more than twenty miles off the coast from the hotels and everything, because they don't want it to be too much of an eyesore. All right, good. Yep, they yeah. said it would be the largest offshore wind farm under development in the United States. This is this is pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and they said it'll also generate enough electricity to power up to six hundred sixty thousand homes. Wow! So all of Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. I mean all the residential in Virginia Beach. Uh, they said that it should generate fuel savings of about three billion dollars for customers in the first decade of its operation. That's amazing. I don't yeah. know, you know, and, and I lived in California. There are wind farms there out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, very famously, they use them in shots and movies all the time. Yes, they do behind everybody. Right. Going on for years and years and years. But I still don't know what the maintenance on this stuff is. How often do you have to maintain yeah. it? What, uh, you know, obviously you just can't leave it. Yeah, there, I mean you got to do there, something. There has to be some work, but. It would seem like we've been using this technology for a long time, so I, yeah. I have no doubt that it works. I mean, the, the technology itself is proven. Right. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. But I'm with you now that you've brought up that question. I hadn't even considered the maintenance. I'm like, yeah, how much? Well, it's going to be a business. It's somebody's yeah. business. Yeah. So well, I mean, you know, it'll be Dominion's. Exactly. It'll be Dominion's. Exactly right. So, uh, hey, just a warning to you. Uh, tomorrow, the I-464 South ramp to 64 East, so 464 South heading to 64 East, mm-hmm. will be closed for part of uh, Thursday so that crews can compete some work during daylight hours. They said that it's going to take place from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. tomorrow. Now, this is weather dependent, so to, if, if we mad, magically get rain or something right. like that, it might right. not happen. But, again, it's scheduled to happen tomorrow. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. might affect your daytime commute, so just a warning on wow. that. 
uh, job fair going on today from the Norfolk Redevelopment and Housing Authority. They're sponsoring a job fair today from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Attics Theater in Norfolk. If you, you know, I have never been out. there. I've driven by it a million times. Me neither. I, yeah. And I think it every time I go by. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'd like to stop in there one Just day. Just to see it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's historic. historic. Yeah. yeah. But I've never done it. Now we should. Yeah. We should make a whole thing out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let's make a day out of okay, it. Okay, deal. Then we'll go get our toes done. Yeah, yeah, I love it. They did say that originally they planned this for members of you know Norfolk's community, uh, but yeah. they said that it's well, it's open to anybody. Anybody can show up. They said they're going to have some opening remarks at 9.45 a.m. for one of the Norfolk city councilmen, uh, and they said that they're expecting a lot of uh, participating employers. They say it's like the city of Chesapeake, city of Hampton, Hampton mm-hmm. Road Transit, uh, Maxim Healthcare Services, Norfolk Fire and Department. There, there, there's going to be fire department. There's going to be plenty of businesses, That's and I just cool. named you like maybe uh, a fifth of the names on the list that they're yeah. expected to be there to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. they say they want to help people uh, aspire to a more significant career and uh, get be well compensated and stable for their residents. Yeah. So just an option for you today. Uh, it, Palestinians have reported another widespread outage of Internet and phone service in Gaza, looking at world news, and that's for the second time in less than a week. The outage uh, came hours after Israeli airstrikes leveled apartment buildings as ground troops battled Hamas militants that were in the territory. Aid agencies have warned that such blackouts severely disrupt their work in an already pretty dire situation in Gaza. More than half of the population of 2.3 million people have been displaced and basic supplies are running low. Supplies, though, thankfully have been getting in a little more consistently. Another 66 trucks got into Gaza over the last 24 hours. Uh, with life-saving humanitarian assistance, including food, water, and medicine. It's the highest single-day delivery so far, but again, it's a trickle compared to what needs to get in, and we're going to keep working that uh, very, very hard. That was John Kirby, the National Security Council spokesman. He said that dozens more trucks are expected to clear today and deliver more aid, but again, he used that term expected because things can always change in this situation. Uh, also, uh, foreign passport holders were allowed to cross in, uh, from Gaza into Egypt for the first time since the war began. Really? Yes. So there's a chance for people to get out of there. There's a chance. Yeah. yeah that's what they're saying. Uh, and in a big relief for some, I'm sure, Hamas announced that they will release some foreign hostages in the coming days. They say they've informed their intermedi- intermediaries they will release a, quote, certain number of foreigners in the next few days. Uh, this of the over 240 people taken hostage by Hamas. They've already released four people so far. And uh, also Yemen's Houthi rebels, for the first time, uh, claimed missile and drone attacks targeting Israel, which is concerning, A, because anybody else is getting involved, but they're also Iran-backed. Yeah, and these are the dudes that shot the missiles over the sh- the ship in the Red Sea right, the other shot, day, yeah. and which was shooting them down. Right, yep. Yeah. Uh, the Houthis have been suspected of attacks earlier, uh, of several attacks, and one earlier this month, which is exactly what you're referencing right, right. in the Red Sea. Uh, Pat Ryder, who's Brigadier General Pentagon spokesman, uh, spoke and said kind of the same message here. Don't get involved. As you've heard President Biden, Secretary Austin, and other senior U.S. leaders say, our message to any country or group thinking about trying to take advantage of this situation to widen the conflict is don't. In national news, federal student loan borrowers began repaying their debt. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also reported previously on how apparently there were some hiccups with the system. People yeah. were not getting their notices or getting the wrong amounts. Well, the yeah. federal government's slightly annoyed about that, and now they're punishing uh, one of the big loan servicers. Is that right? Yeah, uh, it's Mohila, M-O-H-E-L-A, yeah. uh, and they say that uh, this is, uh, they're, I'm sorry, withholding a $7.2 million payment to them 
uh, because of all these issues. They said 2.5 million borrowers didn't get a billing uh, statement in a timely manner, causing 800,000 borrowers to go delinquent. That uh, is awful. Yeah, horrible for the people who are still borrowing, unfortunately. Uh, They said that 305,000 federal student loan borrowers received an incorrect bill from them as well. So in addition to the 800,000. How would you even know? Uh, that it's wrong? Yeah. I don't, well, there's things you can go online yeah. and do, like, the estimations for what your payments should be. Right, right. So I guess you could do that and then maybe question it back at the source or so something. So maybe do yourself a favor and do a little math. Yeah. Uh, did you start paying yours back? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Is that why th- there's a big bruise on the side of your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> I'm just joking that, but... Yeah. Uh, That's why there's tears in my eyes. Yeah, right it's, yeah. tears in your eyes, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy. The, mm, 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 mm. the department what, of, what uh, is by the way using their amortization schedule yeah. uh when will it be paid off i actually don't even know that oh really yeah <laughs> all right I d- I you don't know the, the term how long this is no no okay it's so far in the future yeah, yeah. she's not I, even I, i'm like I, you know i might is as well not crippling? bum myself out is it a crippling <laughs> amount of money it's like 40k yeah yeah well uh, no i mean uh no making payments 40k is a lot of yeah, money yeah that is yes. a lot of it's money. a lot of money yeah so your payments are like well, I applied for that save thing. Okay, cool. The yeah. program, right, right, and uh, they cut it in like half. Really? Yeah. So, so like my that's federal fantastic. ones are pretty yeah. low. Okay. But my private ones are the ones ah, that are killing me. The private school yeah, or the, private, like, loans? private loans that are killing. Yeah, me. yeah. yeah. See, it's mm-hmm. funny that she brings up there the save go. plan because that's where a lot of this issue happened in really? the first place. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because really? the Department of Education said that All when right. Mohila uh, was transferring people from it was a repay, it was called repay, and then right. they moved it to the save plan. They said they used the wrong guidelines. They use 2022 instead of 2023, and that's why we've got wrong. Oh, I remember the story. Yep. Yeah. So they said in both of the instances, the Department of Education has directed Mohila to place anybody who's affected by this in forbearance or a pause on their payments. And they said that uh, while uh, the, they're in forbearance, it will, mm-hmm. they will say they will count as toward credit toward. I'm sorry, will count as credit toward loan forgiveness through their loan forgiveness plans. So the longer they have to sit in there waiting for it to get done, yeah, it's going to count in their favor. Oh, all right. Once they're put in forbearance, they have to all be classified and then put in there. So since you took advantage of this plan, but it worked out to your favor, right? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like it anyway. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to question it. I, I know. Yeah, don't yeah, touch yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not calling anyone. Just leave it alone. <laughs> shut up, Rick. You didn't even go to college. Don't Everything let them know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know about no. money. I mean, you're, you're fairly good no, at that. No. So you you have to learn. Yeah. You lose enough of it, and you'll figure it out, buddy. That's right. You, you lose enough of it, you'll figure it out. That's right. I did see a thing the other day. It was a study that said that if you're a spender or a saver yeah. with your money and yeah. it said the spenders are happier now true <laughs> and they're yeah. like long term depends that goes on what you're buying way. yeah for well, sure. it depends on what you're buying yeah. you're buying a bunch of crap on amazon you're gonna be miserable and broke yeah i mean you, know? you, you get those quick little ooh, i got this thing yeah yeah but then you got well, the novelty items it's uh you know like like uh, vr goggles or something yeah, that's some- expensive it's a niche. Mm-hmm. You can only use it so so long. I right. mean, unless that's really your life to a right. degree. Yeah, it's like to me that would you know I'd say, I don't need the stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I tend to agree, yeah. but you know yeah. whatever makes people happy, new and shiny. Yeah, right? exactly, new, new and shiny, shiny thing. Yeah. Uh, talking about school, by the way, apparently a historically high number of parents have their kids in homeschool right now. Uh, the number of homeschooled children during the last academic year was 51% higher than 2017 to 2018. Yeah. Now, the reason they use that marker is because, you know, from 2019 to 2021, 20, 22, there was a lot of kids learning at home. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't count those numbers the same. No, you can't. Yep. Uh, they said that public school enrollment really? has also dropped by 4% at the same time. Uh, they say homeschooling rates have actually decreased from the pandemic highs, but it's still high overall. And they say the uptick isn't because people necessarily think that the schooling is poor, because this is happening even in high-performing districts. Really? Yeah. They say Interesting. The, they say that when they asked parents, they gave several reasons for this. Okay. And they said it was things like uh, schools failing to meet their kids' unique needs, like if they have any kind of learning issues or sure. any kind of thing sure. like that. They say bullying has become an increasing problem. Okay. And they say increasing concerns that curricula doesn't align with their values. I wondered about that. Yeah. You, you, you cannot turn on the news and not see a story about a school district somewhere that's fighting with parents yeah. uh, for one way or the other. Yeah. It's funny how this has gone. Yep. In California, it's, uh, we're going we're gonna to protect your kids in spite of their parents. Right. And, and, you know, and here, of course, it's, it's gone back the other way. Right. Uh, p- parents get a say. Yeah, we want to yeah. include the parents more. The people right. that pay the taxes get a say, too. <laughs> Just uh, the thought. Usually they're the parents. They Just did, the thought. They did say that one of the other yeah. big factors, though, is uh, economic, because government programs in several states offer parents thousands of dollars if they do homeschooling. Okay. So they, I w- see, I was going to go, go with that, that it's been around long enough, that it's refined enough, that ha- if you had an interest... You, you could get direction. Mm-hmm. It would be easier to do yourself. Sometimes. Much easier to do yourself, in a, in a sense. For some folks, yeah. I think this yeah. is a great answer. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think I would have done horribly yeah. homeschooled. Oh, I, mine I would, have would have been ridiculous. Well. I wouldn't have survived it. Yeah, exactly. My mother would have killed me. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, she, I, oh, she would have. She would have laid my ass out. Never yeah. would have got through it. I, I would have probably been homeschooled by my grandparents, mm-hmm. and I couldn't have kept up with them. In some school districts, you can also get a credit where you can use that money mm-hmm. that you would have, what it would have cost to send your child to school, you can right. use that money to put them in private school. Right, that's like these state and they'll, deals they'll they're talking about. It. They'll fund it. Yeah. That's like these state uh, deals they're talking yeah. about. And also they said that there's nonprofits. There's a bunch of nonprofits that fund homeschoolers as well. Interesting. Depending on where yeah. you live. So always options out there. Uh, we talked about this previously. Uh, Maryland doctors say uh, the second person to receive a transplanted heart from a pig has unfortunately passed away. Lawrence Fawcett was dying from heart failure and ineligible for a traditional heart transplant when he received the genetically modified pig heart back in September. According to the University of Maryland School of Medicine, the heart seemed healthy for the first month after the surgery, but doctors say it began showing signs of rejection in the recent days, and he passed this week. The team wow. last year performed the world's first transplant of a pig heart into another dying man who survived two months. And this is all... It's they're, amazing. They're trying to extend it and just get past the Sure, barriers. sure. They have yeah. to understand how it works. Right, exactly. So they've made some modifications. It worked for a while. Mm-hmm. They might have to make some more to make it work even longer. We'll see where that goes from yeah. here. Uh, some good news medically. Uh, the panel that was with the Food and Drug Administration, their outside advisors... Didn't find any concerns yesterday during their meeting talking about the potential risks for the new gene therapy that could cure sickle cell disease in people. That's amazing. Yep. They yeah. said, and this is using the gene editing technology called CRISPR, where they actually go in and can cut out parts of the DNA and yeah. edit it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They Slice. say, if approved, it's the infusion called Exacel from a company called mm-hmm. Vertex, could be the first cure available for many patients who are battling different forms of this disease or this disorder. Uh, the FDA is due to decide on the approval of it overall by December 8th. So within about a month, we'll have an answer from them. Wow. The, whether they can continue? Whether they can go ahead and use it, approve it for... for, a hu- for just for, for human use, yeah. like it's gone through trial. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. At least I believe so. I should say, I should say that, but they did say approval of, for use of XSL 
So I'm assuming that's what they meant. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. If it's anything different, I apologize. But get either the, way. Uh, get the, uh, you know, oh, my God, get the conspiracy uh, engine rolling. Because yeah. this is going to be, oh, the government's editing your genes now. Yeah. You, you know it's coming at You some know point. Big Pharma. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is, if you suffered from this disease, which is supposed to be incredibly painful, mm-hmm. uh, just awful, you'd try it. I mean, yes. I, I would. I think I would anyway. Yeah. I, I think, think I would. Yeah. Of course, we're not being in that situation. It's hard to know. Right. But, you know, I'm with you. I think I would, too. Uh, and finally, uh, in Peru, Kimberly Garcia is uh, an athlete who set a world record for a gold medal uh, run. Well, walk. It was uh, a it was a, a walk race. <laughs> okay, one of those speed walker people. Yes, basically, yeah. it was a twenty kilometer race for the Pan American Games mm-hmm. over the weekend. Yeah, and she set the world record for that. So good for her. And then she didn't. Once the race was over, organizers no. determined that there was a quote serious measuring problem with the track, making the race times of Garcia and everybody else null and void. Oh man! So the whole thing didn't count. Yep. Unfortunately, well, all right. At least not for the world record, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm I think there's. But, st- but then she has to know that she has to be fine with that. She did not cover the correct distance. They actually said that one of the first indicators was the competitors themselves who said yeah. the times just weren't matching up as they were hitting different checkpoints. Right. Like they. In so their I'm heads, assuming like, the, the course was too short. Yeah, they under. Yeah, which it was, is it why was, everybody overperformed. Right. Yeah, it was. So uh, they know. They said it was about one point yeah. nine miles shorter than it was supposed to be. Oh man! Overall, so that's, that's gonna, in a walking race, even yeah, speed yep. walking. That's going to take some time, man. Well, you figure it's a twenty kilometer race. Yeah, and that's roughly three kilometers. Wow, that was missing from it. I mean, that's okay. a huge chunk of the race. Who measured this? Do we know? Uh, somebody for the uh, it says the Santiago twenty twenty three corporation, who's in charge of the uh, Pan American Games, mm-hmm. placed the blame on the Pan American Athletics Association. Uh-huh. Uh, they say they chose the person who measured the race course, and they said they did not take accurate measurements of the route or the athletes uh, took during the race. We deeply regret the inconvenience for the athletes, their coaches, the public, and the attending press. This situation cannot be attributed to us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very I, good. I love yeah. that they were like, we're going to throw them under the bus yeah. and make sure at the end of it, double down on it's not our fault. <laughs> the Pan American School for the Blind came out <laughs> to the course and laser measured yes. every... Yeah, I say. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 53. Tonight, areas of frost. It's actually going to be pretty chilly tonight. Otherwise, most of here with a low around 34 tonight. Jeez. I know. I know. Dude. I did hear uh, Moeller when I was uh, going through the news this morning saying yeah. that there are uh, freeze warnings in a couple of areas for really? tomorrow morning. Yeah, early tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, man. already right uh, here. Tomorrow you got areas of frost, and otherwise it'll be sunny with a high near getting near 55. Mm-hmm. Last check outside, it is about 46 degrees. With the news, I'm Sean Hood for Rubble in the Morning on FM 99.